0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: And we always love talking football, Eagles football especially, and particularly when we get to talk to our next guest, Brian Baldinger, longtime both NFL analyst and also locally here in the Philadelphia area on the Birds. And, of course, one of Odyssey's NFL insiders, host of the Odyssey original podcast in the huddle along with Jason Lock and and Carl Dukes covering the entire National Football League. Baldy, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, Joe.
2: Jody, it's good to be with you guys, man. Good morning. You got it, Baldy.
1: Great to be with you, Baldy. So, look, a lot of ways to attack this, this Eagles thing and sort of preview what's ahead. Let, let's start with this, Baldy. Let's sort of go back to the last three to four months. We knew the Eagles. Everybody knew a couple things. The Eagles had been the best team in the NFC in 2022, and they were going to lose some good players, some really good players, because in a salary cap age, it's impossible to keep all your good players. How do you think Howie Roseman did in March and April, free agency in the draft, to try to pivot out of a reality of losing good players? How do you think he did with who he brought in?
2: I think he did great. I mean, look, you you know, they weren't going to be able to pay Isaac Tiamolo. He was a really good player, really smart player, probably didn't make a single mental error all year. But, you know, Pittsburgh just blew him out of the water. They couldn't do that. I mean, you could argue maybe Chauncey Gardner-Johnson instead of uh, Bradbury. I mean, you can make that argument that you'd rather have a guy that led the league in interceptions and um, safeties are probably harder to find in corners. You could probably make that argument. But between the draft and the guys that they brought in, you know, whether it's DeAndre Swift, you look at the running back room, I don't know if anybody has a deeper room. Now, you could say Swift and Rashad Penny have been injured. They have. But, I mean – they are deep. Trey Sermon was a third-round pick of the 49ers. They're, they're deep at running back. And so, deep at running back, and they want to be a running football team, and you've got to take carries away from the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. You can't let him go run 200 times this year like he did last year. It's just too many for any quarterback. And so, I think they did a good job. I think they restocked the, the trenches, and, um, you know, they were able to pick up some safeties and – uh, because they knew they were going to lose some safety. So, you know, you go out there and get Terrell Edmonds or whatever. They had a, they lost T.J. Edwards. he got to restock linebackers, and they did that. Um, so I think they did a good job. I think they're locked and loaded and ready to go.
3: Baldy, I'm going to ask you to look into your football crystal ball for me. Week one, National Football League, Eagles in New England. They win the coin toss, of course. The coach defers because he always does. Uh, So, New England, uh, after Jake Elliott kicks that out of the back of the end zone, gets it first and 10 from the 25.
2: What two linebackers are on the field for the Eagles? Good question. I don't know if there isn't even going to be two linebackers. I mean, they played basically one linebacker much of the year last year, like a lot of teams. I mean, they were kind of in a dime. But I would say N'Kobe Dean is probably going to be the one linebacker for sure. Maybe Morrow is in there. Um, Uh, if, If
3: not Morrow, who's the other? I guess you're playing another safety. Who's the other safety? Give me the three safeties that are going to be on the field if they're only playing one linebacker.
2: Well, I mean, I guess you have Edmonds, probably Reed Blankenship, who was out there a lot last year, and maybe the rookie Sidney Brown, maybe Kevon Wallace. Um, you know, I mean, some combination of those guys right there. Do you believe in the Kobe Dean Baldy? I mean, it's like let me put it this way. Three
1: years from now, are we going to look back and say, man, they really lucked out getting him in the third round? Or is it going to be, eh, it's just not that good?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean he made some splash plays last year, Joe. I mean, you know, he 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 did some things like he's a contact player, um and he diagnoses plays really fast. You know, the only knock on him really has been uh his size. You know, he just doesn't look like uh a middle linebacker, you know, size wise, but you know, he can run and he can splatter you and that's not a bad thing to have. Baldy one of the things drives Richie
1: nuts and a lot of people nuts. Um bringing Fletcher Cox back for $10 million. You know, it's interesting you reference, you know, you can debate C.J. Garner-Johnson versus one of the corners, but what about C.J. Garner-Johnson versus Fletcher Cox? Do you think that's a spot where Howie Roseman overvalued his long-term guy, or do you think interior o- D-line is so important and Fletcher still plays it well enough that it was okay to prioritize Fletcher
2: instead of C.J.? Well, if you're going to do that, you should have done it the year before because they're going to lose Javon Hargrave. So they should have done it two years ago and re up Javon Hargrave and locked him up to the 49ers in the first two minutes of free agency, didn't go grab him. But you could you could have said that two years ago. But, you know, look, if you're going to bring in Jalen Carter and here's a guy that has unlimited talent at that position, not bad having Fletcher Cox in there to kind of show him what pro- being a professional is all about. Um, so – You know, if you're paying Fletcher in part to mentor some of these young guys, that's not a bad guy to have a mentor. Is Jordan Davis legit, Baldy? Similar question to the
1: one about N'Kobe Dean three years from now. Three years from now, we're going to say Jordan Davis, man, what a pick. Or is it going to be a disappointment?
2: Well, he's got to have – he's got to do – he's got to stay on the field more than he did last year. You know, injuries were a part of it. But, you know, conditioning is a big part of it. His weight is a big part of it. Uh, You got to be on the field for more than four plays at a time. And that he struggled with that last year. He struggled to find the ball. But a lot of rookies do. That's not unusual. Uh, this is huge for him. This training camp is huge, Joe. Uh, he's got to stay on the field, and he's got to be better and more impactful in the pass game right now. Because that's what it's like. If you can't push the pocket conti- um, you know, continuously and consistently, then you probably will, might have regrets about him.
3: Baldy, I did a show a couple of weeks ago, and I suggested that this year uh, Quez Watkins was the Eagles' biggest make-or-break player, that it's either going to go real good or real bad. If it's not somewhere in the middle, and it is a make-or-break year for Quez, which is more likely?
2: Um, I think they
3: like him. I, think, I, think- I didn't ask about the Eagles. I asked Brian Baldinger. Do you think he's going to come up big or come up
2: small? Um, I think Quez will be on the team. I think he's going to make it. His speed alone is going to make it. His big playability is going to be there. But he's got to run. You know, he's just got to improve. He's got to be more consistent in his routes. And the quarterback probably has to trust him a little bit more than what he did times last year. But I think, like you said, it's make or break for Quez. They brought in Zacchaeus this year from Atlanta, who's a solid player. I would say that this training camp, we'll find out about two months from now, Jody, whether he's going to be there or not.
1: Brian Baldinger with us here, Baldy. Let's go back. You you kind of slid in there a line about Jalen Hurts that it's important that you know he take less hits. Tell us more your your mindset there because it's been a, a debatable topic here. There are some people that tell us number one he protects himself so well, and a lot of the runs aren't even runs he gets hit on. Not that big a deal. And then there's others that say, man, you're playing with fire. I think they're playing with fire, but it's also something he does exceptionally well. How do, you, how do you attack this if you're Sirianni?
2: Well, you can't legislate against injuries, Joe. I mean, he did carry it 200 times, so the more you carry it, now some of it was out of necessity, some of it was the right thing to do. I mean, go back to Detroit and, you know, uh, you know, you got a free hitter coming right at you. You better get on your horse and get going. And so he rescued a lot of plays, but 200 times running is just too many It's just too many. And, you know, the hit he took in Chicago, I mean, when Gibson landed on him, I think there was some serious damage to that shoulder. The year before, there was damage to his ankles. And so, long term, you just got to limit the number of called runs. Uh, He's going to scramble when he scrambles. He got better at seeing uh, open men last year and being patient and getting rid of the ball. And I expect that to improve again this year. So, I mean, just overall – 200 carries for any quarterback, I'm including the postseason now. I mean, you can run for 900 yards, and that's great. You can run for 15 touchdowns, and that's an NFL best. But I just think it's too many. And, but like I said, you can't legislate against injuries. They're going to happen when they happen. But um, I just would limit the number of chances that you get of getting hit.
3: Baldy, tying into that, last year the Eagles did not throw the ball to backs out of the backfield much at all. And I think a big part of that is, when in doubt, Jalen takes off. The, the, the tosses to the running backs are awfully, often dump-offs. Just to avoid a sack, get it out of your hands, get it to a back who's two yards behind the line of scrimmage. They pick up DeAndre Swift, who's better at it than anyone they had on the team last year. Sorry, Kenny Gainwell fans, I think Swift is more of a factor out of the backfield. Will they throw it significantly more? Will Will Jalen hold the ball and wait to throw the dump pass, or will he just take off and go?
2: Um, I mean they are an attack first team in the passing game, Jody. So you know there are teams. Andy Reid, you know, loves the screen. Uh, There's certain guys that just love just the screen game in this business, and that has not been a big part of this offense. Like you, you know, like you basically admitted, but I do think with DeAndre Swift, he's excellent in the screen game. I mean, he's really good, and if they keep him on the field, I mean, I would, I'd get the ball in his hands a lot of different ways, and screening is one of them. So I would say that it should be, it should be an improved part of this offense this year.
1: So Baldy, let's let's attack that even more um, or probe that more. The, the two last questions here: the idea of having Hurts run less. By design. Obviously, he runs oftentimes because it's born out of the read option offense where he can keep it based on what an outside backer or defensive end does. My point is the, the way you avoid even putting him in that position is you don't call those plays as often. If he was called upon, if Jalen Hurts Baldy was called upon to run more of a traditional NFL pro style offense, call it a Donovan McNabb style offense, do you feel that he could effectively do it? both with his arm and with his mind, to decipher defenses that way at a high level.
0: Yes, I do. I agree, I you I agree do with you.
1: Do you think they do that? Do you think they change what type of plays they call as often as they used to call them to start moving toward a different style of offense?
2: Well, I mean, you know, Shane Steichen has been calling the play since, you know, Jalen's been playing, and he's not here. So we'll see what Brian Johnson wants to do. Like, I think it's going to change because I think the guy calling the plays is changing. And so we got to see what Brian favors and what he likes. But my, get, my gut says that they will become a more traditional. I mean, we saw it with Donovan. We saw it with Mike Vick. Yep. Uh, we're, we're going to see a guy that's just going to be a more traditional pocket thrower right now. As good as he is at running and as dangerous as he is, I think there's going to be less temptation to call those plays. I, I agree with you. Look, we could be wrong. I mean, maybe they lean into it. It's year
1: four, and they keep doing it. But I think they view him as a guy that can get to his mid-30s with the Eagles, and let's try to protect that. Look, if you if you didn't trust him as a passer, like Lamar Jackson, you got to call all sorts of runs because you don't trust him as a passer. But Jalen's a good passer. I, I think they'll trust him, and I think they will change their style a little bit there. But we'll find out soon.
3: And don't undersell the economics of it. They just gave him the big contract. I agree, Jody. That if you are now this invested in him, part of your thinking
1: has to be we got to protect our investment. I, I agree with that. Baldy, let's do some some league stuff, and, and much of it re, re, relays back to the Eagles here. But let's go around the league with a couple of questions. For, first off, we have had uh, two guests in the last week tell us that they believe Dallas is a greater threat to the Eagles this season than San Francisco. Do you agree with that or disagree with that?
2: Well, I think San Francisco plays in a weaker division. Um, and so, but I think both teams are formidable for sure. I think Dallas's defense has gotten better. I think Micah is a problem. I think Stephon Gilmore is a great addition. I think their speed on defense is a problem. And I think offensively, Brandon Cooks is going to help that offense. Now, I don't know how they're going to run the ball um, like they want to run the ball, but I think Dallas and San Francisco are both formidable. San Francisco – Offense can be as good as anybody in this league right now, Uh, almost regardless who's that quarterback. I think they could be that good. And defensively, Hargrave makes them better. They needed that. They had a bad, they had a weak right defensive tackle position. It's going to make Bosa better. I think both are formidable, Joe. I don't know which one is better or more of a foe, but I think both of them are.
1: Baldy, who's the surprise team in your opinion this year in the NFC? There's always one. A lot of times, there's two. Eagles were one last year. To be that great. Eagles twenty seventeen. That was I mean Carolina the one year they go fifteen and one. Who's the team you think this year that has the best chance to jump up that we're not talking much about?
2: Uh, I think Atlanta.
1: I, mean, I think Atlanta
2: has a chance to be really good. Wow. They have a soft schedule, very soft schedule. Um, I think they've made some tremendous additions on defense. And then, you know, the drafting of Bijan and what they've done on the offensive line. I mean, they addressed it. I think that Matt Bergeron Probably at left guard. I he uh, upgrades that position. I think Atlanta is a team that, you know, could jump up and win a lot of games this year.
3: Who else won Atlanta? Somebody
1: else wow.
2: when
0: we
1: were in here the other day said Atlanta. I don't
2: remember. Who did we but have on?
1: I don't know, but I'll tell you both this. Full disclosure, swear to God, I can't even name who their quarterback is. Who is it? Desmond Ritter. Wow. Second-year kid out of Cincinnati. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Baldy the Tush-Push. It really benefited the Eagles. I think it's bad for football. I think it's rugby. I think it should have been banned. I was surprised it wasn't. Were you surprised the Tush push wasn't banned? Do you think it should should have been?
2: I think it should have been banned, Joe. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand how they could allow that. It's not really pro football. Yep. Go earn a yard. Um, you know, the Eagles were best at it. I don't know why other teams, both college and pro, didn't adopt it. Now not everybody has, you know, a quarterback that can deadlift six hundred and fifty pounds and have that kind of power, but still, um, like, there's no – you can't blow the whistle because the quarterback doesn't stop with the ball. And so I just think on every level, it's a bad play for football. Agreed. And I love the fact that some teams on fourth and six inches would spread the ball out and throw it because they didn't feel like they could gain a yard. Like, make them earn it. And I just think the way the Eagles did it and the way other teams adopted it, that teams were earning that yard. I and agree. This game is the longest yard.
3: Agree or disagree with me on this, Baldy. I think the Eagles were less advantaged by them keeping the tush-push. As good as they were at it last year because I think Jalen gets it anyway. He's so good tough and so strong and can bench press 600 pounds with his legs. I don't think he needs Goddard so to now, push him. So now
1: this year everyone will do it?
3: Oh, everybody in the league. Is, oh, you don't think the number of is going to increase yeah. in the league? I guarantee you it does.
1: I, I agree with you, Jody. I could not believe, as last year went on, that more teams didn't do it regularly. I, I, I mean, Baldy, I thought those coaches were bozos because it's – look, I know they're not going to be as effective as Jalen, and not everyone has like Dallas Goddard behind them to push him. But I mean it. I mean, I'll tell you what. You all, it basically gets to the point where I could see the Eagles going for fourth and one on their own twenty nine. Like well, it's, it's it. essentially automatic.
2: That. But they 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 did that, Joe. They did that at their own thirty four yard line in the game. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean they, they. You just it's four down territory all the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and fourth and one used to be a play where you just punt team. Punt yeah. team, here we go. Yeah, and I don't think that's the case right now in. I don't know. Some teams, it's a copycat league, but they didn't copy that play enough. All
1: right, Paulie, some other league-related issues. Aaron Rodgers in New York with the New York Jets.
2: What's that going to look like? It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, if they can get this offensive line together, um, he's got as much help around him as he's had in a long time. I think it's going to be really good. I was up there, OTAs and mini camps quite a bit. I mean, he just he's enjoying himself. He enjoys the teaching process of it and teaching some of these young guys. Play to play to play the way Brady did um, in Tampa. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be successful. Three quarterbacks
1: here for you, Baldy, for 2023 and for the next 10 years. Two different questions. How do you rank them for 2023 and the next 10 years? All young guys: Hertz, Burrow, Josh Allen. How do you rank them?
2: You're not going to put Mahomes in that? No, because we all know he's won. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say Burrow one. Uh, I would say Jalen two and Josh Allen three. I agree with you. And is that for both short-term and long-term? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it can change. You know, if Buffalo goes to win a Super Bowl, I mean, Josh could jump up to number one. But, you know, he's turned the ball over a lot and lost it in some critical spot, spots right now. Um, I, I've seen enough of Joe Burrow to know what he is. Yeah.
1: Body one more. Let, let's go back to the Eagles one more here on the way out. Um obviously intrigued by nolan smith love the comparison Hassan reddick who really knows how to use his hands he's not that big but he he hits people with power but uses his hands and gets around dudes and uses his speed is is nolan smith how does he project both this year and the next five years in your opinion
2: well i mean just speed alone is changes the game i mean if you're a quarterback and you start to get flushed if nolan smith is chasing you're not getting away i mean that's You know, the speed and the ability to chase like Micah Parsons have changed the game, changes the game for Dallas every week. And so it gives you less time to make a good decision. And that's what Nolan's capable of doing. That's what we saw from Hassan a year ago.
1: Baldy, I mean, you're amazing. You're a football savant, to say the least. This uh, Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger is always with us here, and you can follow him and All the great work of everybody on the Odyssey app in the huddle. It's called the podcast called In the Huddle Odyssey app. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Baldy, we look forward to talking to you more and more football season, and uh, it's coming soon, man. Enjoy these last couple weeks for you before, you know, all hell breaks loose for six months for
2: you. I appreciate you, Joe, and it's always great to hear your voice, Jody. Thanks, Baldy. Always a pleasure. All
0: right, there he is,
1: Brian Baldinger. That was good stuff right there.